Welcome to CMO Confidential, the podcast that takes you inside the drama, decisions, and choices that go with being the head of marketing. Hosted by five-time CMO, Mike Linton. Welcome marketers, advertisers, and those who love them to Chief Marketing Officer Confidential. CMO Confidential is a program that takes you inside the drama, the decisions, and the politics that go with being the head of marketing at any company in what is one of the most scrutinized jobs in the executive suite. I'm Mike Linton, the former chief marketing officer of Best Buy, eBay, Farmers Insurance, and Ancestry.com, here today with my guest, Mr. Bill Cobb. Today's topic, a marketing-trained CEO talks about business and the CMO position. Now, Bill started his career at Pepsi and Pizza Hut and went on to be the president of eBay North America and the CEO of H&R Block. Currently, he is the CEO of Front Door, a company dedicated to easing the hassle of homeownership, which we know is a pain in the butt. He has also served on numerous boards. And full disclosure, I worked for Bill during my tenure at eBay and found it practical, strategic, and hilarious. So this should be both insightful and fun. Welcome, Bill. It's great to see you. Mike Linton, celebrity podcaster, what an honor for me. You know, way back when I didn't see you becoming a celebrity like this, but uh, I'm humble. I'm, I'm humble in your presence. As <laughs> that is so you know, Mike, Thanks for having me, buddy. It's great to see you, and thanks for coming on the show. So, so Bill, you 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 have seen the CMO job forever, but let's start. On, 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 on the bigger picture, you've been in a ton of consumer companies. What's on the horizon for consumer-focused companies as you look forward? Yeah, you know, I, a lot of people want to talk about that. that but in the end, um, it's the, the essence of marketing, the principles of marketing is still the same. You, we, and, you know, I've seen you, you know, heard you on your podcast. I mean, it, it's all about ideas. I mean, I know there's performance marketing and People get obsessed obsessed with it, and it's an important element. But what's on the horizon is how do you differentiate in a more and more crowded market uh, marketplace with ideas? How do you break through your concept and and talk to others? Um, and how do you? And I think the word that's the most important is to be thinking about disruption. That's really what I think makes for the right kind of marketing approach. Um, and it's and so what's on the horizon is. How do you disrupt your particular industry? Just a quick note on front door. We now have um, an, an interface. We rolled out a new brand called Front Door. We've got this app. And the essence of the app is that people can video chat with an expert because we're all about home repair and maintenance. And the experts, we've hired, there are employees in uh, electrical, plumbing, HVAC, appliances, handymen. And these are guys who have been doing the job for 20, 30 years, don't want to crawl under sinks and crawl spaces anymore, and are there to serve you. And it's unlike anything else. It's free. Um, people can call in. And, um, you know, uh, my wife is calling today about uh, our new washer has an error code that that is persistent. <laughs> so rather than get, you know, the Maytag repairman here, you know, let's call our expert. So it, to us, it's a disruption. We'll see if it is. But the point is we've in the realm of we're in the home warranty space which is kind of a boring dull you know can we can we how do we differentiate disrupt and how do we unlock a new way to to look at it 
Hey, Bill, so a lot of times you, you get CMOs in big companies and they want to disrupt or they want to think about disruption, but it's super hard to get the company to actually do what I'll call true innovation. We actually did a show called Why is Marketing So Freaking Hard? So so when you and you look at all the stuff where people are pushing you into performance marketing or AI is the new big thing and people are like, we got to invest in AI. How do you keep the big idea alive in that what I'm going to call that push for massive efficiency, particularly at a bigger company? Yeah, you better be locked in with the CEO. The CEO, uh, you know, has to help support the CMO because you, and you might, you know, you know, this, you live this, you know, you can get overrun by the by the finance guys and get overrun by the sales team and get over, overrun by operations. And what, what about, what about, what about, yeah, but um, the legal team, you know, the general counsel sure. is going to, you know, right. Um, and so to me, it is incumbent upon the, the marketing person to not only enroll the CEO, make sure that they are in, in together with the CEO, but they have to face into, you can't just deal with the CEO. You're going to have to work, horizontally you're going to have to you know the jerky sales guy uh you're going to have to sit down with him and hear their objections etc and continually i mean you know i come i came from colgate palmolive way back when and uh png and the hub of the wheel stuff it's yeah. still the hub of the wheel marketing is still the hub of the wheel and that hasn't gone away and so part of the part of the art i think is to work through other functions to get your to get your innovation uh, gone forward. In this case, you know, I had the opportunity, having been a CMO, I'm now the CEO. I can drive it through the organization a little bit more, um, almost by edict. But that's not a that's not a great way to do it because you you have to enroll the company and you're constantly selling. So give us some tips because you you watch all this. So you, a lot of times as a CMO, you're going to run up against the short-term pressure for profit, for sales, which are very real when you have investors, but you don't want to kill innovation. How do you, what are some tips you would give our users when they're faced with the, you got to put all the money in short-term tools, or we got to sell everything to make this quarter. How do you keep the innovation lifeline alive? And then we're going to talk about your career alive after you get this done. So, you have to be mindful. Uh, you can't just say, I'm, I'm investing for the long term. I'm the marketer. I'm, I want to bring innovation. You need to know You need to know the sales report really well. You need to be on, you know, or your weekly, your dailies, you know, whatever. Um, you spent some time in retail. I did too. You know, the, those daily numbers are, are vital to everything. And you're going to need to know that. And you're going to need to know what your uh, marketing efforts are are returning, driving in the sales function. So there, there's no getting around that. What you have to do, though, and, and I know it's hard, you have to keep that pocket of money on the side for testing. And you're going to have to make sure that um, as you go forward in that realm of, you know, trying to innovate or whatever, and I know there's going to be, you know, you're going to have some cranky CFO type who's going to say, um, you know, I don't think we're getting any return for that. And you just have to ha have to work. And that's where you have to work hard with the CEO to say, we need to protect protect this money and and do it in a way that uh, shows that you really do have a short term mentality. You do understand the sales report. You are focused on that, but you're also looking out over the horizon. Yeah, I think the, the words I've used to or I've heard people used to describe it and I back this as sales overnight brand over time. 
but you have to do both. And then the, the second thing is you have to, I've always ring fenced some innovation money right. in the budget right. process that it's untouchable. It's right. not that that's much. better. Said. Ring fence is, is a much better way to, to untouched that. because if you if that gets taken away from you, the brand over time is dead. Yeah. And uh because you will get passed and then you'll get fired. Which yeah. which brings me to my next question. Kind of we've watched the CMO tenure for years, like you know, and it's it's still the shortest tenure job in the executive suite. Um any thoughts on this? And and then then we'll talk about kind of how what tips you have for people to make it less a short tenure. So, well, the job, you know, and here's what I would say, and you and I are probably examples of this. There's there's life after getting fired. Um, <laughs> Thank so, God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so on the on the one hand, you're you're like a sports coach, you know, who uh, you know you, um, it's okay, you know. Uh, that that happens, and sometimes you get the wrong the wrong circumstances. So don't lose confidence in yourself. But to try to prevent that, I think the important piece is to make sure again that alignment with the with the CEO and the members of management is arguably more important for the CMO than any than any others. And I think the CMOs who don't succeed are often the ones who are who are trying to run out on the outside lane almost by themselves. I think it's the most integrative function that there is. I think it's the one that ties everything together. I think it's the one that's closest to the strategy of the company. And you, if you don't have a CEO who knows marketing is committed to marketing, that's a watch out. Now it can work, but the CEO, one of the problems is, and we've seen this where Companies run through a, CEO, a CMO every couple of years. And there's like this belief that, oh, let's, CMOs we just are just right a bag one. of tricks. If we get the right one, if we get the right bring, one, all our problems will be fixed. Right. Bring it. Bring the new person in with the bag of tricks. You know, bring somebody in from, from the tech space. No, we need CPG. No, we don't need CPG. We need somebody from retail, you know. Um, and what what happens is, you know, if you if you step back, the bag of tricks is all the same. It what is, is the essence of the brand? Who are you trying to target? What's the reason why for your for your product or, or service? And go back to the basics of that and how does that tie into the into the corporate enterprise? And that's really what I think has to happen is I would become a very uh, uh, visible uh, executive you have to spend as much time laterally as you do with your team. So I think the CMOs who make a mistake spend too much time with their teams and not enough time with the with their counterparts. Because like I said, I think it's all about the, the marketing. The CMO brings everything together, in my view. And, that, and that's also what the CEO is looking for. The CEO is there and they're pulled in a lot of different directions and they got other pulls on them. If you can be the integrator like that, I think that's going to help to your longevity. So I have a million follow-up questions on this. Well, not a million, but a number. And I, I, I don't want to miss the point that I think both of us said earlier, which is if you can speak financial, it helps you a lot with your peers and the company. But two, um, the ability to get the CEO on your side and see it early, that's important. But we've all seen CEOs that don't really believe in marketing and boards that don't believe in marketing. How do I suss that out in the recruiting or interviewing process? 
And then should I not take that job if I think they're putting me in as a major league manager with a team that is going to lose in the bag of tricks? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot there. Let me let me try to unpack it in the, in the way I, I see it. First of all, if you're a good CMO, you better be financially adept. And you want to you want to almost have that GM mindset, despite the fact you're the CMO. Be be very facile in pricing. Pricing might even report to you. Understand mix. Understand seasonality. Understand those elements that the sales and finance teams are, are constantly work, uh, working against. So you are adept at, at thinking through from their eyes what, what's going. So be be adept financially. I think to your point about how do you how do you tease that out? I would say that anytime you're going for a CMO job, make sure you you do speak to the to the chairman or lead director and maybe another another director. Make sure you understand. I can talk about boards in a second if you want, but uh, yeah, the uh, make sure you understand the board's role and do they just see you as the as the advertising person? Um, and that's one of the fears. But I think what you have to tease out is, and I think, you know, if you're a real CMO, you're going to know whether the CEO and these board members, don't expect the board member to know a lot, but just make sure, are they attuned to what you say? Are they interested? Or are they checking a box? Like, yeah, they're, they're fine. Um, and that's what's so important. Do you take the job? It's tempting, right? You're going to get paid more money, potentially. Right. And like, um, it's hard to fix those situations, though, is my experience. Yeah, but we used to call them two-year jobs, which is okay. you're going to go in, you're going to do your bag of tricks. People aren't going to care. They're not going to actually let you do the innovation or fix the pricing or the product problem that is driving the business down the drain. And then they're going to go get a new bag of tricks person. And you still may want to take that job, but you should go in eyes open. And, and also, I, I think the other thing I hear you saying, correct me if I have this wrong, is you want the board to believe in the concept of the marketplace and the customer and or the consumer, however you want to call it. And if they don't, that is a pretty big red flag. If they just think you're the layer between the real business and the right. marketplace, that layer job is super dangerous. And here's here's another thing that I would say, because I was faced with this situation once at Block where we had we had our, our bad year, if you will. Um, and Inevitably, a CMO is going to come up against the bad year. Yeah. Face into it. Um, you know, and I got the, you think we ought to fire the, no, I'm not firing the CMO because you know what? We 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 have a really good understanding of what went wrong this year. And I don't want to have to bring somebody in. Tra- we're, we're now, we're already on to the new year. We're already on to the, and I would face into it and be quite um, humble yet direct. Here's what, here's what we tried to attempt, we attempted to do. Here's what happened. Here's why it didn't work. Here's what we're doing to fix it. And and just be on the offense, rather than be on the defensive of, you know, I, I, I agree. Going back, you have to say, you know, face into what went wrong and face into and have a real plan for what's going to go right. Right. Well, I look, even the New England Patriots don't make the, the don't win every year. And and I, I think. But is this, you know, I want to move on to the CEOs and boards and the biggest mistakes they make with CMOs. And I think you've just announced one, which is if you have one bad season, it's totally, we, we got to flip out the, the major league manager. Um, right. What are other mistakes you would tell 
uh, boards and CEOs not to make here when they're managing their marketing department? Well, let me let me start from the CMO uh, perspective, and you'll need the help of the CEO. Don't show creative to the board. Right. Do not show creative to the board. Tell them what you're trying to attempt. Tell them you'll send them the, the film, you know, right before we launch. Do not show creative to the board. So I'll tell you a quick little story. So when we're at Block, um, we uh, we we had the the little bow tie guy, you know, get yeah. your billions back, America. And, we, and then anyway, I'll, I can even talk about that, why we went away from that campaign. But um, we decided to settle on a, a new a f- refresh campaign, new line, and it's featuring John Hamm. So uh, John Hamm, the actor. So um, the CMO stands up in front of the board and, um, you know, does the pitch and says, and it's going to feature and she does the great reveal. And it's John Hamm. And all of a sudden, one of the board members, you know, the, one of the old guys says, no, he's a bad guy. And I said, what are you talking about? That's Don Draper. He's a bad guy. I said, I said, no, Jim, he, he's, he, that, 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 that's the part he played. You know, no, I, I met, I actually met, went and met with him to make, no, he, no, no, he's, he, he's Don Dre. Okay. Um, thank now you. everyone, now thank everyone you. is in a creative meeting at the whole board because you, you've let them vote. So <laughs> we let them see that. Well, we, I didn't let them vote. We quickly moved on to the next topic. And we, I'm thinking we of so many out. actors you could have put up there just for kicks, like, you know, <laughs> Steve Buscemi or someone. It's but when, like, you, when you have a board member telling you that they can't use them because of a role they play, that that's 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 a bit of a problem. That um, is priceless. Okay, so that's the CMO side. Don't yeah. like let and the board. Yeah, don't let people vote. Don't let people vote on your marketing. Yeah. Um, this is this is where the CEO has to play the central role. Okay. For example. Don't let your board deal with the agency. The agencies and the and boards, there's no reason for them to care. Boards are there to understand that, understand and support the strategy, approve the budget. They will hire and fire the CEO, assess the talent, govern the company appropriately for the shareholders. They are not there to, to meet with the digital agency on right. you know, paid search uh, tactics. So that's incumbent upon the CEO to keep your board out of there. Inform them. Uh, make sure the marketing mix is part of the conversation. But that's where the CEO is important. For the From a board perspective, I think what you want to do is say, is the strategy thinking sound? Is it logical? Are the, are the uh, projections seem to be in line? Are they, are they fact-based? Uh, do you want, you may not understand all of it as a board because boards, you know, are in a, in a way they're, they're knowledgeable about the company, but they're not deep in the company. And you know, they're I, removed. I, they're removed from a lot of the day-to-day. And yeah, the- I, I mean, I found that, you know, when I took over Front Door, I was chairman of the company. And then all of a sudden, I, I'm the CEO. And you get a totally different, you know, and you think you know the company pretty well as chair, and you're not even close, given what a CEO goes through. So it's really important on the, that the CEO, uh, you and the U.S. CMO and the CEO are, are in sync. And that CEO has to be the one who, and the CEO should meet with the agency. The CEO should know the, the head creative person should should know what the how the brand is going to be represented, uh, et cetera. So that's that's I think important for the for the CMOs to bring their CEO in, uh, so that they make them part of the process to the to the point about longevity. 
make them part of the process. But as far as the board goes, you know, make sure the CEO is is conversing with the board in a way that says, you know, we'll we'll keep you we'll keep you in, informed. You know, send the creative to them when it's done, when it's about to air. You know, things like that. I, I think that's important. So now that we've, that we're on uh, boards, give CMOs tips on how to secure a board seat because there's there's actually not that many marketers on board. So. So t- give us some tips on how, how to get a good board seat. Yeah, it, it's a frustration, you know, I think you and I share. Um, I think one of the things with boards today is the skills matrix has almost overwhelmed the board. The skills matrix is sitting there in the proxy statement, and it's and it's got a variety of factors. Um, diversity and there's so factors. many skills. For, for our listeners, like lay out the skills matrix so they, they know what you're talking about. Right. So. And you're trying to say, do you have uh, tech, technology expertise, financial expertise, cybersecurity expertise? Do you have governance expertise? Do you have HRX? You know, it's across all of the functions. And what happens is the nominating and governance committees are trying to fill out the box and make all it look boxes. very balanced. And there's not one for marketing. Right. There's never one for marketing. There's a strategy box, which is really the best way in. So one of the little tricks is if you're a CMO, see if you be, can become chief marketing and strategy officer. So you hit you hit the the uh, the tab uh, for the recruiting firms that you know you're a strategy person. Strategy is usually in there. Marketing does. It drives me nuts. We have a, a, you know I'm a marketing person. We have a marketing person on the board. Um, we actually actively search for marketing because I think it is one of the better ways. It's it, you know, the way I put it when I talk about this with other board members is you want the voice of the customer sitting at the board table, right? Yeah. You have the financial, you know, have the audit committee, you have the compensation committee, you have nominating guy, but you want somebody there who comes to the meeting not worried about all this governance stuff, but is focused on, hey, are we? I'm representing the, the yes, I'm representing the Cheryl, but I'm representing, I'm coming at this from the lens of our customers or heavy users, et cetera. And you can peck at the strategy in a good way that stress tests it before it hits the market versus just looking at the, the financials. Um, and it, that, that I, I think this is that, that, uh, Skills matrix, I think, is a super important point. And you you watch. Also, you can put in extra skills if you think of them. Right. But rarely do you do do. You, I agree with you. Do you see the consumer marketplace? Uh, you know, kind of marketing skill set in the box, which is amazing for so many companies with a line of sight to the consumer. The the other one, with all due respect to my old friends in Silicon Valley, is boards will say, "I need a Google person." Exactly. I need a, I need a meta person. And they don't even know what that means, but it's, you know, now it's going to be, I need an AI person, um, you know, which is going to be another, uh, the new cause to live with. Now, I think AI is interesting. We could have probably had spent an hour on that one, but um, but too often boards just fly out what they just read in uh, the Wall Street Journal or something. Uh, and that's not a way to put together a cohesive board with chemistry. Thank you for for sharing that. We, we're we're getting towards uh, the end of the show, but I'd love to have you back if you will talk about more stuff. Because um, because I want to I want to ask two two last questions here. 
I know you just launched a new ad. Um, and I think it, it features a, it features a, you know, it's, it's the essence of your business. And I think it features a toilet and I, I would love correct. for you to tell our listeners about this ad and if possible, sing the little song. Of course. Well, I have to sing. Okay. Very good. No, the, um, I, I referenced it earlier. We have this video chat feature where you, we have a front door. It's an app. Download it today. Um, and in that you can video chat with an expert, expert being in plumbing, electricity, HVAC or whatever. So in this particular ad, what we did was we, we had the expert be the hero and someone who had a faulty, a faulty toilet and we set it to music. So uh, the way it sets up is the lady is, is at, you know, looking down with her, with her uh, phone uh, and, the, and the flashlights on and the, and the experts telling her, yep, yep. Okay. And now we're done. And it's like, she's so happy that the toilet is fixed. She breaks in the song and it's the old Jefferson starship song, which was, we built this city, you know, we built this city on rock and roll. We changed the line to, we fixed this toilet. We fixed this toilet on video. Fix this toilet. <laughs> Grace Slick is not worried about ever, about you ever dumping over her. Let's just, let's but just. it's a fabulous performance. You all should uh, pull it up on YouTube or something. I, I think this is going to, you know, when we release a little marketing snippet for this show, yeah. I. I think you singing "We Fix This Toilet" is, pro is probably going to do it. Last question bef before uh, before we sign off, and uh, uh, any practical advice for our listeners that we haven't discussed yet that you want to want to leave them with? Yeah, um, you know, one of the things that, and again, this this probably is woven through our, our discussion, Mike, but make sure you're the energizer, you know. Be the happy one on the executive. Be the one who's smart. Be the one who, you know, be the, I'm not saying to not be a serious minded, you know, all of that, but, but be the person who's the catalyst for, you know, the lawyer is worrying about risk and the finance person's worrying about this and the salesperson doesn't even want to be in the meeting because they want to be out, um, uh, you know, et cetera. And the ops person doesn't want to be in the meeting. Be <laughs> the one who is, is the one who, who met, you know, be be the don't be the be the happy one be the one who you know it's kind of a goofy thing to say but be the one who people look to like you know they're they're a really important part of the fabric of this company and that's part of the to me that's the art part of, of the CEO job in the executive suite. i like it thank you for that i think that's a great way to close thank all right well thanks for being on the show we'd love to have and you i will come back mike that is yeah. fantastic and thanks everyone for listening to CMO Confidential. Look for more of our shows on Evergreen, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube, which include a report from the front lines of artificial intelligence. Why is marketing innovation so freaking hard? What I learned as New York City's first ever CMO under Michael Bloomberg, and a CMO turned B-School professor offers her thoughts on how to fix the CMO position. Hey, all you marketers, be safe out there. This is Mike Linton signing off for CMO Confidential. Today's episode of CMO Confidential is brought to you by CMOcoaches.com. Are you a current or aspiring chief marketing officer looking to take your career to the next level? You should work with a CMO coach. CMO coaches are former CMOs who are nationally certified coaches. 
So whether you want to improve your leadership skills, develop your team, or drive better business results, we have the experience and expertise to help you succeed. To learn more, visit us at cmocoaches.com. Great careers are forged out of great relationships. Your success, whatever your field, relies and thrives on the support and insights of others. I'm Andy Lapata, an author and speaker on the power of professional relationships. In the Connected Leadership podcast, I have the privilege of interviewing people from around the world to understand the relationships that have made a difference on their journey and how their insights can help you. From Nobel Prize winners to Olympians, from NASA astronauts to peace campaigners, my guests have shared some captivating moments from their lives and careers. Combined with experts from leading universities, cutting-edge authors and giants of business, the Connected Leadership Podcast aims to inspire, educate and entertain. Are you tired of the same old productivity hacks? Have you read the top 20 books on effectiveness and yet your work days and email inbox still causing anxiety, burnout, and even depression? Ready to learn the latest in brain-based modalities, techniques, and technologies to optimize your success and well-being? Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast where we'll illuminate your path to spacious productivity and balanced thriving. Each week, we dive into deeply insightful and immediately impactful methods to help you become highly effective while promoting health, profitability, and well-being. Say goodbye to the trance of busyness and hello to your highest potential. It's time to discover a new way of accelerating your mission, growth, and purpose. Join us on the Focus to Evolve podcast and get ready to live your most joyful, productive, and fulfilling life.